This is Let's Talk Business with your host, Mark Ebinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that highlights and promotes entrepreneurs to learn more about their vision, goals, and marketing strategy. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about planning and executing business events, which is no easy task. Specifically, how your event is a direct reflection of your business, so it's a good idea to get it right. Um, something I was very aware of and uh, very thankful that uh, you're able to come in and kind of save my bacon there. Uh, Samantha, <laughs> I appreciate it. So in studio with us today is Samantha Guajardo, the CEO of Elite Business Link, a company that helps businesses plan and execute events that make them look good. Samantha, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back. You bet. <laughs> I'm your host, Mark Evinger, the owner of Krukus Virtual Staffing, a company that specializes in hiring virtual assistants from outside the United States. I'm Heather Baim, a business coach and trainer who focuses on vision and clarity that give you confidence in the actions you can take right now to achieve your goals. And I'm Kian Frith. I am the numbers guy, CFO consultant, helping businesses get to exponential growth in profits. Quick reminder to follow our podcast and catch all video and podcast versions of the show by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. Okay, so we're planning a major event, right, for the Let's Talk Business podcast. It's been two years in the making. We launched in January of 2022 on KTSA and then have just kind of grown the show out from there. We've got quite the lineup of, of talent that is associated with the show, but we wanted to bring guests and fans of the show together and it seemed like an easy enough thing, right? It's like, let's just do this. I know we need sponsors. And, you know, we want to have a nonprofit and all this kind of stuff. So they started patchworking these things together, right? Trying to lead us through it. Uh, but so much on my plate, and that's not my forte, I don't think, in doing that. Felt like I was losing control of some things. It was like things were slipping away, like the sponsors. We, we It was like we were moving closer and closer to deadline, and we didn't have the sponsors. And it's like... I don't have the time to put into this, so I'm like, I need some help. And I had met you, Samantha, um, through our networking circles, and uh, very sharp, on purpose. Um, you can just kind of tell when somebody's paying attention and when they they can they can execute on what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, brought you on to uh, to help out uh, with an agreement where she wasn't even gonna uh, you weren't gonna get we were gonna compensate you in a different way with the cash, but. I really wanted to be able to make sure that you got paid because everybody likes to get paid for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We're able to execute on that by and large because a lot of what you are doing with uh, the work that you're doing. So um, when I first started talking to you about coming on and doing, I know you were excited, but were you at all feeling like, I don't know, were you nervous? Were you like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> Maybe Mark's too far gone. I don't know if I can help him. What were your thoughts there? So when you first asked me, I was like super excited, right? Because I I love the show, obviously. I've been on here. I know the potential of where it is. I know how many followers y'all have. I know that it's it's a door, right? It's just a way to open a door for me. And I had to jump on it. I was a little nervous at first because I was like, oh my goodness. So obviously I plan like my own networking events, right? But it's more on a smaller, smaller scale. But I have planned larger events in the past. So I was super excited, but a little bit nervous because when someone is hiring me to do, right, everything's all pressures on me. Like it has to be executed. And I'm one of those uh, perfectionists in that thing. So like I need to make sure that it's going to be successful. So yeah, that would be the only part that I was a little nervous about. But now I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> Did you find it easier as you really started the process of figuring out, okay, what does the event need? 
and then dialing in on each of those pieces, did you feel like you got up to speed really, really quick? Mm-hmm. Or did you feel like it was there were a lot more loose pieces that you had to kind of bring together? No, I think when, you, when I actually jumped into this, right, you kind of already had like a little blueprint of it. It's just I kind of had to make sure everything was like more streamlined. And so because of that, it was a little bit easier for me to kind of just, okay, this is, this is exactly what we need. Just put all the pieces together to make it all fit. Okay, good. And then Jennifer's been a good point of contact. Oh, she's amazing. I yeah. love Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. She's Thank so goodness awesome. for Jennifer. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> so that's, I think, something that comes to mind when it comes to events. People, they want to throw these events and they underestimate the scale or the enormity of planning. What are some of the key things that you find that people just don't think of or they don't execute well on that an event planner will know to anticipate and plan for? Um, Obviously, it's people that show up without, like, getting their ticket, right? Mm -hmm. So that you always have to make sure that you're going to have room for other people because in San Antonio, I've seen a lot of people wait last minute or they just show up without securing their ticket, which is, that's not a problem, but you have to make sure that you're ready for that um, just in case something, you know, I had an event um, last Thursday and I only had 15 ticket sales, and I ended up with 41 people, wow. right? So it's just kind of like that whole anticipation of having enough room for everybody to be there just in case. You never know. Um, and also, like, the smaller things, so, like, utensils and plates and napkins. There, You don't really think of that until, like, that happens or the, the event happens. So definitely making sure, being more mindful of the little, little things that you need. So you throw your own events and you plan events for people. If we look out into the future of your business, where is it going? Oh man, (laughs) I just see it expanding. (laughs) I really do. Like, um, this is something that I love doing. I, I, I have so much joy just doing this and being able to bring other businesses and business owners together. And this is kind of why I wanted to focus more on business event planning, um, than anything else. And I, I see it getting big. Eventually, I do want to scale to other cities, and then, of course, out of state. But right now, I just want to expand everywhere here in San Antonio that I can. But, I mean, you've had a superb start to this year, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, how many events have you put on already, and we're only still in January? So I've been a part of four already. I've No, five, and I've planned three of those. So, yeah, and I still have a few more to go. <laughs> just a few, yeah. Yeah, just a few more. <laughs> So when, when you, you say you, you want to be in other cities and that, um, are you just taking a hit and miss approach? This Is this just you theory or are you going to be planning for this? No, I am going to be planning for this. Yes. Thanks to your help, Kian. Uh, no, you, don't, you don't need to, you don't need to add that like, in. He's like, where's my plug? No, just kidding. No, 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 no. no. That, that, that wasn't the basis. But um, I mean, the, the question Heather asked is a really great one. And a lot of business owners are then thinking three years time, five years time, aren't they? but they don't have anything written down. They haven't actually gone, yeah, that's where I want to be, and then actually working backwards from it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the fact that you're prepared to think about it and you're starting to put that in place. Now Now you're really so focused on your event planning. Yeah. So you said business events, and I feel like that can encompass a lot of things. Like our networking event is specific to our audience. We, mm-hmm. We're bringing people from who've been on the show and who have, plan to be on the show but there's also like 
big company Christmas parties, there's conferences. Is there a certain niche that you'd like to focus on when it comes to business events? So I would like to stick in more of of like the business mixer side, um, conferences, and then of course like uh, formal. So eventually I want to get into formal, like larger gatherings. Um, and whether that's holidays, that can also be holidays as well. But mm -hmm. that's where I want to stick. I don't want to go further out. That's Those are going to be like my main three streamlined. What purposes. would be further out? Mm. Um, maybe like larger scales. So um, how do I explain it? I think maybe in the future, like bringing people from other cities here mm -hmm. to one, I like larger conferences. I guess. Oh, yeah. like the national, nationwide, scale. nationwide. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day, but right now, mm -hmm. start small. <laughs> now I love the fact that um, last week you put on an event. You have 15 ticketed people, mm -hmm. 41 turned up. Mm -hmm. Clearly, your name is getting out there. What mm -hmm. do you think sets you apart compared to other event planners here in San Antonio? Oh, that's a great question. Um, honestly, I just think it's um, the way that I actually like relate to other business owners and also have the personal connection. So I, I have a lot of people that I've never even met on social media and I've built relationships with them. You know, like stranger danger is not a thing anymore. <laughs> Thanks to social media. I don't know. It's a little crazy. You can stalk someone online very easily. <laughs> it, it really is. But, you know, I've, I've made so many great business connections through social media. And because of that, um, you know, I'm, I am who I am 100%. Whether it's at home, if I'm out and about, if I'm in person on a podcast like this, I am who I am, 100%. And because I am very genuine with my intentions, I think that's what helps me kind of set that standard apart. Well, your outflow is tremendous as well. Mm -hmm. So that's going to help because you're networking pretty consistently now. Right. So that word gets out. People want to, they've connected with you. They like you. They What's going on next? Okay, cool. Then, then this will be a good event. I can show up to it because you're going to be there and they're going to know somebody and all that kind of feeds on itself as, as well. I think the challenge is is scale mm -hmm. and then return uh, getting paid. Right. So you know, how do you get more out of an event as far as what you can charge? Well, galas, you know, I mean, something that's higher end and there's a lot more moving parts to it and, and the, the expectation is extremely high level. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I think you make more money, but I don't know this business. How do you go from, you know, from X to you know, 5X as far as what you can charge. Yeah. So I think it's just going to depend on the type of event that it is. And then also um, sponsorships help a lot too. How do the sponsorships help? Um, well, it kind of offsets that cost from like the business owner's perspective because that way they'll take care of everything else and then you don't really have to charge as much for those or depending on you can have more of an, an elaborate event where you can charge more. So it, it just kind of depends on the actual event itself, I would say. I could see that working well for what we're doing just to that example. It's like, you know, if you can, it's like, hey, we want to have five sponsors for this. And in that is going to be your fee, right? Mm -hmm. It's like part of that. So do you help find the sponsors as well? Or does the client say, hey, these are the sponsors that I want? How does that work on sponsor selection? I know how it worked for us, mm -hmm. but how does it generally, how do you see that working? 
Um, so I would love to help find sponsors. Like, of course, if if a business owner is going to have me ho- plan their event, I would like them to kind of give me a guidance on maybe people that they want to connect with as far as sponsorships. However, I if if needed, I can more than sure find somebody that that's willing to help depending on the event type. As long as the person you're hosting the event is like, okay, yeah, it's okay to have them as a sponsor, right? Right, right, right. Um, or I only want one sponsor, I only want two sponsors, and what does that look like? So those are the nuances part that's very interesting to me, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely see that opens up the uh, the floodgates on what is possible for an event like in our situation because mm-hmm. it's like more than paid for it. Everything is great and wonderful. Uh, the nonprofit's going to make a good, get a good check at the end of that deal, mm-hmm. and we're able to do what we want we set out to do, and you, we can pay you for your services. So I think that's a wonderful all-in type of operation. I just wonder, does it often work that way? And if not, it, then it should. See, yeah. I, I feel like your services are in that DIY danger zone. It's just accessible enough that people think they can do it themselves. They technically can, but it's like the 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 time and the pain factor is costly if they really value their time and energy. So I've got kind of a different question because I think it's amazing if you're able to help find sponsors that mitigate the cost of your services that reduces that barrier of, oh, I'll just do it myself to save a few bucks. Well, that's a great way to, to close the deal is, hey, I'll help you get sponsors. Now, you're building your business, though, mostly on networking. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs ideally would be listening and being like, all right, I need to build my business. Networking is something we talk about a lot. What was the runway from, okay, I'm, I'm doing this business, I'm getting going, and I'm going to do it using networking. How much time did it take just putting in and showing up and doing the networking before you started seeing the return business-wise? So that's a great question because I love networking. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually started networking back in October of 2022. Mm -hmm. So it's been over a year now that I've been networking. Um, I started uh, January of 2023 hitting it hard where I was doing two or three events a week. Um, And so maybe even sometimes two or three a day, just kind of depending. I was I was out there making sure I met a lot of people. Um, and because of that, that's genuinely like how I built my business. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and so I, I think that that has really brought a lot of people. So I would say a year of building building mm-hmm. that that rapport with people. However, I started net my own networking events back in July of last year. Um, and since then, you know, I started with the mixer, which has always been very successful. Then I added in the book club, which is I love that event. And then now I'm doing five events a month that I'm personally hosting. And so being consistent with it is one of the biggest things that people have to understand. Yeah. Like you can go to a networking event, but if you're not consistent with going, it's not really going to help you. Well, see, and that's what I, I wanted to touch on because I feel like a lot of people, they start networking, they do it for a couple of weeks. And especially if you're not an extrovert who gains energy from being around others, which I will admit I'm not. Mm-hmm. Ooh, shocking. Um, <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah. It can take up every single weeknight and daytime and become a 40-hour work week. But if you remain consistent with it, it does take longer than if you're just door knocking, phone calling, but would you say the returns are higher? 
Yeah, I would definitely say so. And and the thing is, too, you have to be mindful of what events you're going to, mm-hmm. right? Because you can go to 100 events, but if you go to an event that's not benefiting you, then it's kind of you're wasting your time going to that. Mm-hmm. Now, this, this is an aspect that you're offering another service, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. like, you know, we're, we've talked about event planning, but you do offer that service for people who, you know, my name is and I'm interested in doing this, 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 and you will find them those perfect fitting um, networking events for them to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you are you still looking to develop that out because it's a really helpful service or do you think that actually where you're at right now, like your passion and like you're grafting serious hours. I don't know how you manage to do everything you do within 24 hours. I think you've got an extended day. <laughs> um, but is your passion really in the event planning? Yeah, Even definitely. though you've got that other amazing niche service. Yeah, so obviously I, I love the event planning side of it, but I do see the business side as well, right? And so my other service, as far as the building the calendar, I know how much it benefits other business owners. And so it is something that I still am continuing to do. Um, it's just, I know in the future, obviously I want to make sure that I can have that um website developed to where it can just do it for me right because right now obviously I'm doing it on my own so it is a little bit harder a lot more time consuming um but there's such a need for it when you see the value in your time do you do it per individual business owner or is it per industry so hit or miss a little bit so I do have a lot of um events that I can just give to certain people because they're in the same niche right mm-hmm. um but there are certain individuals that have specifics so i do have to customize that a little bit more okay that makes sense i'm curious how you um you know when it comes to the it's all getting paid at the end of the day is what matters mm-hmm. right so how do you monitor i don't know if i'm crossing boundaries here but i'm just generally curious i think li- listeners would be too is how do you monetize your event planning in a way that it scales with your time to where you get into where you're putting in, you know how many hours it's going to take to plan an event and you're making sure you're getting paid for that and it's still affordable for the person. Mm-hmm. How does that model work out? <laughs> I like how, I, like, I love how you're snickering over there. <laughs> um, so this is actually a discussion that Keen and I had on, what was it, Friday? On Friday. On Friday. That's right. Yes, yes. Um, yes ma'am. And so... I am working on my financial planning um, to get a better understanding of the cost and time that I'm doing um, because I am selling myself short right now, right? Sure. And mm-hmm. so when it comes to that, I guess in a way, us as humans, sometimes we don't see the value in ourselves, right? And when we talk to other people, they kind of help us see that side like, hey, wait, this is what you're doing and this is how much you're getting paid. The math isn't mathing, right? The so, math isn't mathing. I love it. <laughs> the math isn't mathing. And so being able to hear that point of view is something that I'm currently working on to make sure that my time is being valued at what at the service that I'm providing. So. Right. So now the skill has to be in line with the rate, right? Right. Which is usually you're building your reputation is what you And I totally get that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, putting on a 150-person event, doing it very successfully, especially you know, documenting it and all that kind of stuff is going to be super helpful at upping that what maybe you can charge right. going down the road. And I'm all for that, especially since I've seen you can pay for your service, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a huge selling point, by the way, yes. because it'll 
keeps it right in line with whatever you're going to charge. Just make sure you can get yourself paid as you're going along. And we're, we're, we're good to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. I think it's a valuable question to ask just in general, because if you take a peek behind the curtains, most entrepreneurs in the first three years of their business, how are you paying for your life? It's a giant question mark that everybody figures out differently because most businesses are not highly, insanely profitable in the first three years. I mean, you look at startups, they don't even project profits until three plus years out when they're getting investors. So that would be just an interesting conversation Mm -hmm. all by itself of like different entrepreneurs, how they make it work until they finally are profitable because everybody, I feel like, it's just making their life work totally differently because you've got to put in your dues a little bit mm-hmm. to prove your value you so do. that you can up your prices. Which or, is why documenting your your journey all the way mm-hmm. along, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like in, at our event, there's going to be a professional photographer, videographer, right? It's like make sure you get your copies of that stuff so you can use it on your social media. It's like, hey, this is what I'm capable of doing to help showcase that. And then your hourly rate can go up quite a bit from there. Do you agree with all this, Ken? Uh, <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I'll answer that. <laughs> D- definitely, because it was really interesting when um, I-, I was just asking Samantha, how, how much do you charge him for an event? This, she said the amount. I said, okay, great. How many hours does that take? Well, broadly, maybe between this and this. I say, great. So I do the typical accounting thing. I just get the calculator out on the phone and uh, this is, what you're taking per hour is that is that okay and it wasn't was it right yeah you know um and, and actually the situation that happened there with samantha happens time and time again uh, because people are going well i can't i can't charge anymore because i'm only just starting out but understand your value um you know and the fact you can cover your your cost with the sponsorship you need to think differently sometimes you know that's one of the, the things I, I always love with steve jobs is he, he pushed the thinking to think differently an awful lot. And I think it's an audacity level too that you can have because it's interesting. I see most people and like same, right? You start out adding, adding, adding value and charging what you think you're worth and then you increase it up and then you've got people who just come in and have the audacity to be like, you know what? I'm worth a thousand dollars an hour and I won't work with you unless you're willing to pay for it. And there's a longer starving period between, um, Putting the business out there and actually getting the business. But like if you have the audacity to just hold out. How's that working for you? Oh, I mean, that's not what I do. (laughs) (laughs) I've just seen it happen. And it's interesting Uh because I wonder how long do they have to hold out before they get it? Or there's a certain perception of value in just charging a high number. Like I put on a free workshop series talking about the shifting economy last year. So little engagement. Because people saw little value in it because it was free. But you make a class worth $1,000, people are like, oh, well, I bet there's value in that class. So the perception of value. Without a doubt. And this conversation I was having with someone last week um, talking about doing free assessment work, free this, free that. Free. And, and that, actually, a lot of people these days go, free? You're just trying to hook me because you mm-hmm. want to sell me something else. And they're seeing right through it. So put value on it to start off with, yeah. you know? Um, I remember doubt. when... When you told me your rate, and I was like, wow, that's really inexpensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely in line with what we could afford because, you know, this is our first event, right? right. And we're not quite sure how it's going to go. But selling that value, leading with, you know, 
the sponsorship stuff, that was like a game changer for me. I've said it probably twice in the podcast already, but it's a, <laughs> such a big deal Definitely. that if you can pay for yourself, if your service can pay for itself while the service is going on, you can charge a lot. See, I've mm -hmm. never, I don't think, and, and granted, I haven't shopped a lot of business event planners, but I bet that would be a very unique selling proposition of let me find your perfect sponsors for your event mm -hmm. to the tune of my fee plus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because then it's like, well, you know, and I'm just making up numbers, but let's let's say that I know the event's going to cost, you know, $1,000 to put on and you can raise $2,000 easy with cash sponsors, then you can cover a $1,000 fee for yourself right in there. Mm -hmm. It's like, and, and that makes it a completely different event for you, and it elevates the event for everybody else. Um, because at, at the end of the day, the sponsors are going on a list, too. Who are the sponsors associated with that event? That matters, too, because there's a little bit of notoriety there. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's, I, I mean, and I think it's a really, really great point, and, and it's something I'm sure you're going to be thinking about yourself. Um, and in the meantime, if there's people listening to this and, and the prices haven't gone up yet, like you need to go and book Samantha <laughs> now at, at her current rate. Because it's, like, nah, cause my it's, in, just it's went incredible up. value, you know. As of Friday, it went up. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, Good for you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, it's I've been through price changes too. There's a dark side to price changes too, because because you think it's worth something, but you have to. And to Kean's point, he told me, he says, Mark, what are your competitors charging? And it's like, I hadn't done great homework on that. So I had to go and see what are my competitors charging. And then that way I know that I'm competitive, you know. Um, so that's the thing that, that, that I would do on that side too, is find out what the competitors are charging. Did you guys already go through that step? We haven't yet. Not yet. We're going to do baby steps. We're just doing some other little groundwork first. But, no. it's, but it's coming. That's a good because one. Because obviously no, when, when you work with the likes of Heather and I, everything's very logical when we go through a process and – um, one of the things you don't want to do with a business owner is overload them up mm -hmm. front. Otherwise, sure. you go, ah, I'm swamped. So, <laughs> stepping stones. Uh, I always approach um, engagement by stepping stones. We're going mm -hmm. from one side of the river to the other, and we're going to take steps. So, we haven't got there yet. Yeah. But it's coming, Samantha. How it's exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. And building that resume of, so is that something you're being... I'm guessing very on purpose with is like your clients and making sure, you know, that's documented and as well as photography, photography, videography, whatever you've got there so that that can help you with this is the my clientele kind of a thing. Yeah. So uh, Keen and I actually talked about that because I want to make sure that I have like a vendor list ready to go that these are going to be the people that I'm going to be working with in the future. So whenever I need them, they'll be available for any event that I have. Um, so that is something that I'm working on. Um, thankfully, I have a lot of people that I've already met throughout this whole networking process. And it was it was able to give me a stepping stone for your event, right, to make sure that we have the food or in sponsors and stuff like that. So eventually, I just want to have a go-to list, basically. These are the people that I'm going to be working with. And then if they'd like to be, if they're available for your event, then we'll use them. If not, then, of course, we'll go to the next person and kind of go from there. And, and that was an aspect I loved with the whole Let's Talk Business podcast mixer of Samantha getting involved with is we were on, on the call one week and this, this, this needed to happen. On the call the following week, Samantha had gone and sourced everything. And it happened just like that That's because right. she knew within her network who she could go to. I'm like... That is sweet. Do you know so what I mean? Like she's just enabled and facilitated 
just super quick. The vendors is one thing. I guess the point I was really getting at is like, let's say you got ABC uh, company is looking to put on an event. It's like, hey, we want to have a 200 person event. It's going to be blah, blah, blah. Then, and, and you're going to go interview for that. Like, well, so what have you done? That's what I meant by like your clientele. You're like, oh, yes, well, I've done this event. This is, I mean, you've got an active social media. Of mm-hmm. course, you're posting what's going on. Yeah, but then also a place that, that lists these are the events that I've done at these levels. Yeah. And this is what they look like. And this is how they came out. So that that's your resume that I was talking about. Okay. So are you building that? Yes. Up? Yes. That okay. is something that I'm going to be building. And I'll probably have that actually on my website as well. So people can kind of see all that and photos and all that fun stuff. But not yeah. being funny, very soon, I mean, you just can walk into a room and nobody's going to have to ask a question because they just know of Samantha in San Antonio yeah. because she is the networking queen. Samantha in San Antonio. Yeah. That's a good handle. That is a good handle. There we go. <laughs> but that's the goal is to let your work speak for itself. Reputation. Right. Reputation. Especially Just, here. Yeah. Yeah, I have media from events that I've done a long time ago that I still use in circulation for doing stuff. So it's like having those high quality pictures and videos is huge mm-hmm. uh, for what you're doing. All right, so what did we miss? Um, how's you, uh, how are you, you know, you got a family and you got to juggle family and business. How's that journey going for you? Oh, man. Okay, so I have three boys. Mm-hmm. I have a 17-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 9-year-old, all boys. And I could not be able to do this job without them. I have the best kids ever. <laughs> and and I cannot say anything bad about these kids, honestly. They are my support system. They're my go-to you know, if I need anything, if I need, even if I need to vent, I can actually like go and vent to my kids, which a lot of people can't do. But um, we have a very great understanding. Um, my kids know what what I'm doing, where I'm at at all times. So my oldest, um, he's a senior, he graduates this year. And so he cooks for dinner if I'm not able to make it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my middle son also cooks if he needs to. And then my youngest one is also learning how to cook right now. So, you know, my kids are very self-sufficient. They wash their own clothes, they clean their own room. Like, I need to make sure that my kids are very independent. And I've always raised them like that because you never know what could happen. And if I'm not here, who's gonna teach them, right? So, um, yeah, they're, I just have the best support system as far as kids are concerned. And, and the great thing is, Samantha even uses them to test things out. So we were talking about like role playing and that the other day, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and they help her with that. And I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, see, I love give, that. I feel like feedback and not yeah. enough people do role playing, and it's so important. Like, do you want to practice on your clients? No, you want to practice in practice. Yeah. So yes. if if I need to role play or if I have an event, they'll be like, how many tickets did you sell? Or how many people were there? Or you know, they're they're very involved in my life uh, and I'm so happy that they're able to see that part of me yeah. well it's inspiring to them isn't it you know yeah. I, I, th- I think it's great for, for children to, s- to see and witness these things it is a great learning experience for, for them you know I'm sure you know, they're young but, but <laughs> minor but as, babies <laughs> yeah but as yours grow up and see what mum's doing and what dad's doing that and, and you're sharing it with them I think that's what one of the lovely aspects of what you're doing is you're just constantly sharing out and you share out they're going to just learn well, and, and be like, kind of inspiring and maybe for some of them to go like I remember taking um, uh, my wife's daughter Ava um, from the UK to the US a couple of years ago for work experience she came with me for 10 days she was she was brilliant 
dead honest, dead honest. <laughs> like, Kian, why did you? Kian, could you not? Kian, I was like, oh my goodness <laughs> me. Um, but it was most invaluable uh, time of my life. And I have absolutely no regrets of doing it whatsoever. Um, but the funniest thing is we got to the end of the week and she, she turned around and I said, you know, did you enjoy that? Um, you know, how do you feel about getting into business? Man, I don't know how you do that every day. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, so, so you're gonna, are you going to go into business? No. Nah. <laughs> well, see, that's how I grew up. My dad owned a business and uh, I wanted no part of that. It looked horrible. I wanted to get a job. I fell into my business experience face first uh, on accident. But it's interesting because if if I had been raised a little differently, if I had seen different examples, like he wasn't in business business, like he had a Taekwondo school that he did after his job. So it was like two full-time jobs. It was crazy. Um, but seeing someone go after what they want and not take for you know for an answer these are all valuable life skills that Definitely. if i had like absorbed those i how much further along would i be now i don't know but i hope my kids can absorb yeah. some of that and know, don't see and me and are like oh <laughs> <laughs> mom that looks terrible yeah, you've you got the cutest kids though you really do they are cute and that is a boon i i, I love That's when they jump well. on the, the zoom calls with us i i, oh, I yeah, yeah, so yeah, sweet they're and they're cute. sitting there on the call like oh, i no, love they that refuse kind of to human. be ignored she's like hello <laughs> i'm gonna say hi <laughs> okay so last question i had before uh we wrap up is so when it comes to event planning it's like what's the the part of that that takes the most time, do you think? What's the time suck that that maybe people don't realize? Um, as far as the time is concerned, it's just making sure everything is in order, right? So obviously, you know, you kind of did save me some time because you had a little bit of everything kind of already laid out for me. It's kind of the shotgun method. It was all <laughs> there, but it was a bit like yeah. this. I, I like the focus on the little, detective little, board. Little. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. It was great. So, you know, it's, it's just when I when I sit down with my clients, obviously, like, what is their goal? You know, what they're trying to, to get out of this event, you know, what they're trying to plan. And so finding everything, finding the venue, finding the food, just finding finding the right resources, finding the right vendors, finding the right place, that's going to be the most time consuming. Um, and then once that's all aligned, it's pretty, pretty quick and easy to just put together. But, but not for everybody. Well, that's the thing. I feel like it comes down to high quality communication. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody thinks that they're great at high quality communication. But that falls down a lot. We see that in business a lot. I mean, how many times have we met someone and then never heard from them again? Definitely. Or hired someone and they just never showed up. It happens all the time. Definitely. I think somebody, if they're going to be planning an event, they need to understand that they're going to have to dedicate a lot of mental energy and focus to that event that they don't want to do. That's mm. where I found myself. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I've got the big pieces here. It's one thing to have the pieces. It's another thing to actually focus on making sure those pieces get solved. Mm -hmm. And that and they, everything fits together. That's that mental bandwidth that you really, you took that from me which was amazing so i think that's the big time suck for me is that mental bandwidth of focusing on and solving problems and coming up with solutions and just all that thinking about stuff that let a professional deal with it who's going to make sure that they stay on top of those things and what i love is the fact that you've recognized that there 
And, and so actually you see the tremendous value in what Samantha's doing because that took all of that pressure off you. And that's where there is the value, not just in what you're delivering, but the, the value is in what you've taken off of the likes of Mark. Right. Yeah. And that's understanding leverage. You yes. know, I play there's, in the leverage world. So There's a good book. You'd probably appreciate this that I'm uh, listening to right now on Audible. It's called Who Not How. And it's all about getting clarity on the results you want. And instead of figuring out how to get those results, finding out who is best situated to deliver those results on your behalf. That's exactly what I did here. And I was like, Samantha, exactly. problem solved and we're good to go. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. And read the book. What's the name of the book again? Oh, who I'm not reading how? it right now. Who Not How, Dan Sullivan. Yeah, saved you a lot of time. All right, if folks want to get in touch with you, Samantha, how do they do that? Um, so they can go to my website, EliteBusinessInc.com, social media, Samantha Guajardo, all my social media handles as well, Elite Business Inc. All right, awesome. Thanks a lot for coming. I appreciate it. Great job today. Thanks for having me. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast and catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for this one. Thanks, everybody. Great job. <laughs>